Welcome to the Three Now Podcast. All right, welcome to the Three and Out Podcast, sponsored by Anchor and How to Vote. Don't forget to register to vote. I just did uh, just last week, so feels good to try and get some change going on here. It's uh, September 23rd and a beautiful day out here in Las Vegas. It's Matt and Zach here. Zach, how you doing? What up, what up? Hey, let me ask you this. Just I just thought of this. Have you ever voted before? Yeah. You have? What, you voted yeah, in what, just, the presidential? I didn't live here. I, I didn't live here in the last election. I was in L.A., so I had to re-register. To oh, here. so you, just, but, yeah. you voted in what, the general in 16, 12, yeah, and 08? Yeah. Oh, nice. I did. Good. Good for you. Me too. Actually, I didn't vote in 08. I only voted in 12 and 16. So, what did you think about week two? Well, uh, a couple things come to mind, jump out at me. First of all, New York Jets, worst team in football by far. Not even close. I don't think the Jets will win a game until Adam Gase is fired. I, I don't think we'll ever see a team on third and 30 rush for a first down ever again. That was remarkable. And the fact that Adam Gase could sit up there on the podium and say that on fourth and one, Sam Darnold doesn't have the ability to call an audible when he sees the defense to, to a quarterback sneak is blasphemy. That's dude got to go. I believe that Adam Gase is probably the worst head coach the NFL has seen in the last 20 years out of any team. He is this guy. How does this guy keep getting jobs? I don't understand this. I don't understand. Uh, <clears throat> I thought for sure he'd be fired. He, After this week, Christopher but. Johnson, our owner, says he's a brilliant offensive mind. We rank dead last in almost every offensive category. How, who, what brilliant offensive mind will rank dead last in every offensive category and still have a job? It's unbelievable. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, they're the Vikings are right there with them. Yeah, but you guys have a proven you guys have a proven track record of being. We've gone to the playoffs every other. Yeah, year Kirk, Cous- Kirk, Cous- Kirk Cousins was a pro-, pro Bowler last year. I mean, he would have six picks all year last year. So I mean, you guys have a proven track record. Right now, you're just banged up. The, the Jets will have this problem every week and every single year until either the Johnsons sell the team or they decide to hire a president or a, C- a GM and let him run the team and make the decisions. It fires me up. Yeah, I hate I'm him. Glad dude. I'm not a Jets fan. I hate him. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. But I'm, yeah, I mean, how the game start? Raheem Muster, 80 yard touchdown. First runs. play of the game, untouched, <laughs> untouched. Didn't even touch him. Didn't even touch him. Yeah, it doesn't get much easier from this, them this week either. <laughs> I, I I don't remember exactly what the score was in the end of the third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever it was. Late in the game, I think we're down 24 to three. And it's like fourth and fourth and twelve, and we're on like the twenty yard line in the red zone, and and this guy decides to kick a field goal. We're down twenty four three, you fucking moron. <laughs> but on the bright side, let it out, let it on out. On the bright side, the Bills played very well. Josh Allen had four hundred and seventeen passing yards. Guy's a freaking stud. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Yeah, they they get along great. You should see. I don't know if you still follow Diggs on anything, but him and him and Josh Allen are always together. Uh, usually, when players leave my team, they get the unfollow from me. Oh, yeah. Unless they had someone dear to my heart. Yeah, Jamal Adams got the unfollow from me ASAP. Diggs is dear to my heart, though. Diggs is a beast. For yeah, I mean he has. The he had some great important football play in my life. He had some great catches in that game. Some catches that he probably shouldn't have made. 
No, he's a great receiver. So uh, sad to see him. And go. obviously, week two, you know, everybody knows about it, but the injuries, uh, especially to San Fran and the big time players like McCaffrey and Barkley. Uh, what do you think about what do you think about all that talk about uh, MetLife's field being the problem for San Fran? You buying that? Uh, I don't understand. I thought all the fields go through like inspection prior to the game, so it had to get approved. But if I'm them, they're there again this week playing the uh, the Giants. I'm not playing any of my guys. George Kittle's got a banged up knee. Uh, why would you play him on that after you just saw your guys go down? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G's already been ruled out. I don't see why you would play anybody of importance in that game, yeah. especially against a Giants team. Yeah. And you're already 2-0. I mean, you can afford the loss. I mean, you can't really afford any loss. But if you're going to do it and you're that scared of injuries, I wouldn't risk it at all. Right, right. What else What else popped to you in week two? Sunday night, Seahawks, Pats. Cam looks great. I'm a little biased. He's my fantasy quarterback, but I think I'm not alone thinking that. He threw for almost 400 yards. He kept them in that game the whole time. Almost won them that game. Almost, they should have won the game. Uh, questionable play call. I understand the whole idea behind it, but still at that time, yeah, with, I think you got to pass it, especially after you just drove down the field passing the ball. I think you just got to pass it there. Yeah, with no timeouts but, too. Yeah, I like the Pats. I think they're good. Their defense, just like the end of last year, they're slipping down into like a mediocre range. They're not as great as they were those first seven weeks because they're playing the Jets and everybody that stunk last year. But I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they'll be contending for the division at the end with the Bills. So as everybody knows, well, hopefully everybody knows, the reason we do this podcast is because we're in a weekly pool where we pick every game against the spread. Week one, at 10 and 6. I was 9 and 7. And Ed went 8 and 8. Last week, we all went 7 and 9 all with different games picked. So the standings currently as we sit are Matt's up 17 to 15 on the year. I'm 16 and 16 and Ed is 15 and 17. So we're all right there, right in the middle of the mediocre range, middle of the pack. Everywhere I've read, everywhere I've read and everyone I've talked to had an absolutely terrible week betting this past week. You know what's tough about this? I don't know anybody that won anything. You know what's tough about this picking these games is that we're so far before Sunday that I actually did better on Sunday betting with the live spreads than I did in the pool. I just, I, me betting wise, I just like to wait at least an hour before the game before I place a bet. I don't like to put early bets in because you never know who's going to get scratched or what's going to happen. So that's why this and, kind and, of messes me up. And I think you can up, agree but... that a lot of it. I think you can agree that a lot of betting is on feel. It's like how you feel right before the game starts. That's who I'm taking. Yeah, I mean, for example, one, the Giants. Saturday nights, I'll have a whole parlay, and I'll wake up on Sunday morning and be thinking about it because I just have a different feeling that day. So yeah, I'm all about the feel feels on bets. Yeah, I, like I took I took the Bears last week in the pool, same exact spread, but then on Sunday morning, I just had a feeling, and I took the Giants. Three on games Sunday, I took on five Sunday, and a half, so. I also had in the pool, and I lost all three. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is. Classic. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we'll start week three picks. All right, let's hop right back in. Thursday night football tomorrow. We've got the one-and-one Jaguars, surprisingly, looks good again in week two, and the 0-2 Dolphins. Zach, who are you taking? Last week, I called the Jags. I said the Jags were going to win on the field. They almost pulled that off for me. They almost got me that. They were a 10-point underdog last week and almost pulled that one out for me. 
Dolphins, I, I, I don't buy it. They rank 30th in total defense. Byron Jones, their best corner, is probably out. And the Jags average uh, close to 30 points a game. I think uh, Jags win this game easily. I'm going with 24-14 Jags cover. All right, I'm going opposite. I like Miami in the three and a half. Uh, both these teams stink defensively. They're both giving up 400 yards per game. Jacksonville's 12th in r- rushing this year, and they're going against a 29th-ranked defense in Miami against the run, giving up 164 yards per game. So if they're looking to take advantage of that, they can. But I don't know. I just kind of feel – I don't know if Miami's going to win, but I think they'll lose by three in what will be a close Thursday night game. Under is actually 6-1, and one, the last seven between these two. And I think it's up high tomorrow. What would you guess the over-under is for this game? If I haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm guessing it's uh, 42. No, 48 and a half, which I thought. Oh, well, it is high. but yeah, both, it's pretty high. The Jags score 30 a yeah. game. Yeah. And uh, the, road teams is, the road team is 5-2 and two against the spread in the last seven. I don't think any of that matters this year. Yeah. But, yeah, this is a little. All right, well, congrats, congrats on starting 0-1. <laughs> Happy for you. We're officially tied up You're in standings. You're used to it, aren't you? I'm starting. Even though last Thursday night I had the stupid backdoor cover. Yeah, see? I don't know why you're talking, man. Get out of here. (laughs) I was sitting all over that backdoor cover. All right. Um, right, Next up, we got uh, New England. New England's hosting Las Vegas. New England's giving six and a half. What do you got? I'm with the Patriots here. I'll take that six and a half. The Raiders look good, 2-0. I just think the Patriots are going to wear them down. Their offense, eighth in total yards versus a Vegas defense that's given up 406 yards per game. 26 in the league. The Raiders have offensive weapons. They're going across country. 10 a.m. game. It just seems like a Patriots cover here is seven and a half. And the Raiders are also one to four against the spread in the last five meetings against the Pats. Okay, okay. Uh, I I think you got a little bit of bias in you, but uh, I'll accept it. I think Vegas had a big big home win coming off a big home win. Short week for them. Cam Newton looks like uh, vintage Cam. I mean, maybe even better. I, they had he had a great game Sunday night. I, I think this game is going to be closer than people think. Uh, I think the Ra- the Patriots do win this game, but I think the Raiders cover the six. I like that. If I was biased, I would be all over Vegas. That's my team. Yeah, but I'm, I mean biased towards Cam Newton being your favorite. You want to know something? When I was writing all this stuff down, I wrote uh, one and one Patriots hosting two and oh Oakland Raiders. So still hasn't settled in yet. But Oakland looked good on Monday. Darren Waller's great. Derek Carr looks a little rejuvenated. They got a good run game. I mean, look, and they look like they're having fun. Did you see that video of John Gruden in the locker room dancing yeah, with yeah. the guys? It kind of has that feel of whatever he was doing years ago when Derek Carr and Jack Del Rio when they were winning all those games late going for it. They had a lot of flow with them, man. I like this Raiders team, but I just think the 2-0 start, traveling across country, going to New England, Cam, I think uh, Patriots will cover that seven, six and a half. All right, we're opposite. First two games. There we go. I like that. All right, next. We got the 2-0 Rams, who have been playing great football, heading into Buffalo to play the undefeated Bills. For this game, I'm going with the Bills, minus 3.5. That's what I wrote down. That's what I sent in to our pool. But in retrospect, I want to take the Rams now, but we're past that. Both these offenses are high-flying. The Rams are averaging 435 yards a game. The Bills are averaging 464 yards a game. And I think this is kind of a big game for the Bills. If they can beat a Rams team that a lot of people are liking, and it the, who would the Bills beat? The Dolphins and the Jets? Not the mm-hmm. most impressive competition. If they can get a Rams team in there, then I think they might start getting a lot of respect. Who did the Rams beat? The Rams. They beat uh, beat the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah. And But the Rams went to the Rams Eagles went and to the, the Cowboys. Super Bowl two years ago. So they, they have their respect. Yeah, so, I mean, the Rams have played they've, – they've played two better teams than the Bills have. Uh, but Josh Allen is the truth. 
I think this might be the best matchup of the 1 p.m. I, that's why I think this is a big test for us. Uh, I think it is, too. Uh, but it's supposed to rain heavy here on Sunday. So it could possibly be an issue for the pass attack, which is where right now Josh Allen's thriving. Uh, I think a good problem to have for both teams is the running back depth. Uh, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, and then on the other side, Henderson, uh, Malcolm Brown, Cam, uh, Cam. So who who knows who's gonna play, who's gonna play when? So I think it's a good problem to have, especially in the rain. Everybody I think Daryl Henderson's fresh. gonna be getting a majority of the carries there this week with their injuries. Yeah, it could possibly is Malcolm Brown hurt? I thought he just didn't. Actually, I just I got think outside. he got hurt. I think I just saw that on Twitter that him and the other guy were hurt. But uh... oh, I thought it was just out. Just thought it was just a uh, flow of the game. But I think the Rams cover this. I think the Bills win probably 24-21, but, but the Rams cover the three and a half. I like that. The Rams are 4-0 and in their last four games when they've been underdogs. I, I did see so, that. So. I was thinking high-scoring game there, but with the rain now, who knows? Yeah, it's supposed to. I, think, I was reading some, some stuff saying it's going to be like a monsoon. Over-under is 47. Interesting. It's pretty high for a rain game, but we'll see. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting – the 0 and 2 Houston Texans, Pittsburgh's giving three and a half. What do you th- What are you liking? Uh, this is my upset of the week. I like Houston plus three and a half. I th- also think they're going to win on the field. Houston got the Ooh, tough wow. draw we mentioned last week with the Chiefs and the Ravens. It doesn't get much easier with the Steelers now, who boast uh, one of the best defenses in the league against the Texans offense that hasn't looked very good. But the Texans secondary has actually been great on the other end. On the, uh, they're averaging, they're only giving up 190 yards through the air in the first two weeks against Baltimore and Kansas City, which is impressive. So I just think Deshaun's too good to go on three. I think Houston pulls this out. I'm taking that plus three and a half. I I think we all can agree that Deshaun Watson needs some help on offense. I mean, they have the highest they have the highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL, and it doesn't seem like he has much time at all. Uh, he doesn't have any wide receiver help. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb. I mean, come on. Where is Will Fuller? I mean, has they anybody seen him? Zero Where is he? <laughs> they have. They haven't announced anything about him being injured. No, nobody's really said anything. And he's just, I, I like, think he playing. just I, I got a zero. They, they bottled him up. Yeah, but it was a. It was. Uh, I guess shocking is. I don't know if that's the right word, but to me, it was shocking to see the Steelers let Denver stay in that game uh, last week. I mean, James Conner had 100 yards, which is a good sign. Chase Clap- Claypool and, and, and the, all these guys, all of a sudden, you know, the Steelers can beat you any way. They can beat you with the defense. They can beat you with the rushing game. They can beat you John with the passing Connor game. John Conner was healthy last week. He was uh, running all over. Uh, I think the Steelers cover. I like three that. Three and a half. It's a big week for all the 0-2 teams, so I'm leaning into a lot of those. Uh, you'll see it with these picks here. So we, we're opposite on every single game so far. Nice. One of us is going to have a bad week. <laughs> 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 All right. Next, we have the San Francisco 49ers who are one and one and very banged up. And as we mentioned earlier, they're back in New York with the 0 and 2 Giants. Uh, who are you taking? Uh, just due to the injuries and the fact that Nick Mullins, I mean, I'm never taking Nick Mullins. I'm never betting on Nick Mullins even when he's an underdog. Definitely not betting on him when he's a favorite. Uh, I'm taking the Giants. Yeah, I'm all over that plus four and a half as well for the Giants. Uh, nobody's going to play. For the Niners, they lost Solomon Thomas, Bosa, Jimmy. They're not going to put anybody else out there. The sticky field and stuff. I'm not really sure how you even or how that even works. But uh, the Giants' defense actually ranks second in yards per game through the air with 188 and a half. 
which is that surprised me. Wow. But their rushing get their rushing gets crushed. They get ran all over. And in the last six between these two, the dog is five and one against the spread. So I think we're all going to be leaning Giants here. I'm looking at it live right now. The Niners are still four point favorites. It, what? That's got to go down. Forty two. So they're expecting an ugly, ugly game here. I think the Giants take this one. Yeah, I do too. All right. Next up, we got uh, Tennessee traveling to Minnesota. Tennessee is favorite on the road, given two and a half to Minnesota. Let's hear what you have to say about your Vikings. The Vikings are last in almost every defensive category. They're 29th in total yards, 28th against the pass, 28th against the rush. Their offense is also last. And with 171 yards per game through the air and 30th in total yards, I have zero faith in this team. I don't think they're going to win this game. I'm taking the Titans minus two and a half. I think the Vikings go 0-3. I can see them potentially going 0-6. Kirk Cousins was absolutely awful last week. Mike Hughes showed up on the injury report today, our one decent corner with a neck injury. Last year, he hurt his vertebrae, so that could be serious. I don't see any positives in the Vikings from two weeks, and I will not touch them at all probably the rest of the season. I mean, I can just echo what you said. Kirk Cousins is awful. The defense is awful. When when do you think is a, it, people – I know it's not going to be you, but when do you think other fans and media – are going to start calling for Mike Zimmer's job. If they go 0-6, does it's, that happen? Or does he get a free pass because of how good they've been? There's always been rumblings after we lose playoff games about him because, say, he wasn't aggressive enough. He wasn't uh, adjusting play calls. So those rumblings are there. There's people that want him out because, yeah, we always have a good defense, but have we actually taken that next step with him? It's tough. And Spielman... I think starting to get a little bit of heat too, because a lot of people are saying you're putting all of our money into positions. You don't need to be putting money in. We gave Dalvin a fat contract, uh, but we don't pay anybody on the offensive line. We pay our linebackers. The linebackers are tough to find. Yes, but I don't know. I just don't. I mean, speaking of linebackers, Anthony Barr's out. How long is he I think out? He's out for the season. He's out for the season. That's he's the play caller on defense for you guys. A defense that was terrible with him. Imagine how bad they're going to be without. I him. don't. Now you need to find somebody else to I'm call the plays. I expect. I, I would say tank for Trevor. Shit, I don't want Kirk Cousins anymore. Last week I forgot we even signed him. That's how bad he is. That could happen. I mean, you guys could be in the mix for the top pick if if, if it goes as you're predicting. It's going to go starting zero and six. But I'm with you. I think Tennessee wins and covers this game. Ryan Tannehill, dude, hop on board, bro. Ah, screw Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> If they weren't playing the Vikings, I wouldn't touch them. <laughs> All right, next up, we got the Cleveland Browns giving seven and, a half, seven and a half at home to the Washington football team. What are you thinking? I'm taking my boys, the Washington football team, plus seven and a half. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be in this game. I think the Browns probably go up. Dude, these are your, these are your Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> I'm a sucker for Dwayne Haskins, but – Dwayne Haskins does not play good to start games. He only plays good when they're behind. So they're going to go down 24-3 early. He'll come back at the backdoor cover for me. And uh, that's what I'm expecting. That kind of the same thing that happened against the Bengals. So I'm taking Redskins – or not Redskins, uh, Washington football team plus seven and a half. Uh, I think the Browns – you had a good showing from the Browns on Thursday, and you got a little bit of extra rest. Finally had an Odell Beckham sighting. 
you have a running back carousel that's so hard to stop, and I, and I imagine that it's probably very difficult to game plan for. But you're going to need both those running backs to be on their A game against that Washington front. However, like you said, Dwayne Haskins doesn't play well early on in the games. Neither does that offense. I don't trust the offense at all. I'm taking the Browns to cover the seven and a half. I think the, the Titans one was the only one we agreed on so far. Titans and oh, the Giants. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up, 0-2 Bengals are traveling to Philly to play the 0-2 Eagles. Who do you got? I, I can't believe that this spread even started on Monday at six and a half. How are the Eagles giving six Five and, and a half? Five and a half live right now. I'm looking at it. That's still the way Eagles too stink. many. I mean, the Eagles are terrible. How can they be giving points to anybody? I don't understand this. I mean, Joe Burrow, 61 pass attempts last week, over 300 yards. 61 pass attempts is a lot of pass attempts for a, a guy in the second yeah, A guy for that barely got past um, 300 yards. I know. Oof. Is, is, I guess the question come, is going to become soon, especially if Philly loses this game, is, is, is it time to turn to Jalen Hurts? Is Carson Wentz still the guy? Is his time up? I mean, he's never really done anything. The year they went to the Super Bowl and won it, it we wasn't said him. this last I week, think guys. Got, I think he, How long is this guy going to pass? And he stinks. I, yeah, he's, he, still, he still gets a pass. Don't see how. When, when do you consider starting Jalen Hurts? I mean, is it if they go 0-4, if they go 1-6? and I mean, it, when is it? When does, when does the coaching staff in Philly finally say enough know. of I'm this? I'm going to try and pull um, I don't know. It's got to be a few weeks. I think – this is my upset of the week. I'm taking the Bengals to win on the field and obviously cover the six I like that same. I got the Bengals plus six and a half. I would take them on the field. <clears throat> both these offenses are ranked in the lower half of the league. They But they both do have good pass defenses. Philly's ranked fifth against the pass, and since he's ranked seventh against the pass. But I trust Burrow over Wentz, and Burrow's played two games. And I think Burrow can cover and lead his team to victory. And in the last... Burrow just looks like a better quarterback from the eye test. He just I don't looks think the Eagles part. believe in Wentz themselves, the team itself. So I think uh, that affects on the field, as you can see. And the Bengals are 5-0 and against the spread in the last five against the Eagles. So Bengals plus 6.5 is my pick, too. I'm riding with it, too. Next up, you got Atlanta hosting. Chicago, the 2-0 Chicago Bears. Atlanta's giving 3.5. I mean, when you first look at this, you got the 0-2 Falcons giving points to the 2-0 Bears. And you would wonder, why is Atlanta favored? I mean, I guess after that, especially after that epic collapse, I mean, what was that? How did that happen? You can't let the ball roll like that. They got to know the rules. They don't know the rules. They were like creating... They were creating a little path. for. They thought they 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 had to wait 10 yards to grab it, too. It's not the case. Oh, my. That, is, oh, that was an unbelievable play. I cannot believe Atlanta blew that game. I swear, we were talking now, earlier here, I want to talk day when the Falcons went up early. We said we would, this is the game where the Falcons are up early and the Cowboys slowly creep back, and that's exactly what happened. Such a typical Atlanta Falcons game. However, with that being said, you know, everybody knows I'm a sucker for the Falcons. I am. I don't know why. I'm taking the Falcons. <laughs> love to Matt Ryan, game. dude. <laughs> this guy loves Matt Ryan. Don't get me wrong. I'm taking the Falcons too with the three and a half because they're too good on offense going on three. They have 350 yards per game through the air, but they don't have a good rushing attack. I don't know. I just think the Falcons defense gets worked too, but I think they can outscore Trubisky on that end. You know what I mean? I think Matt Ryan, I'll take Matt Ryan yeah. outscore Trubisky. 
um, in probably 13 years too. Trubisky stinks, to my opinion. I I like the Bears. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be nine, seven, ten, six, probably contending for a playoff spot. But I don't take them seriously as a contender. But uh, I'm taking the Falcons minus three and a half here. I mean, yeah, we like as you said, as you said, this is this isn't Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson who they played the first two weeks. This is Mitchell Trubisky. I think it's a different story this week. So they might I go up thirty nine. Offense against good time. Bears defense over unders forty seven and a half. What do you? What would you go with? I'm going with the over. Right. Fun fact is the under is five and zero oh in the last five games between these two, and seven and one overall in the last eight, which is an interesting stat. They don't play that often, but whenever they do link up, it goes under. All right, so we got to go to another quick quick break, but before we do that, I want to I want to. Uh, ask you something i think i know what your answer is going to be um but somebody had said to me on sunday that i was a prisoner of the moment because i said that at this very moment i would rather have from a fantasy perspective calvin ridley than julio jones now the reason this is an interesting question to pose to you is because i actually do have calvin ridley and you do have julio jones now let me let me just tell you why i said this Sure, everyone's going to say, well, it's because you have him. That's why you think that. But that's actually not true. Julio Jones is a stud. I love Julio Jones. He's been my guy for like the last eight years. But right now, with with the fact that Julio gets the number one defensive cornerback every time they play somebody, especially when they play somebody good, frees up Calvin Ridley to just eat the secondary or, th- or second or third cornerback on the defense. Do you agree or disagree that right now, at this very moment, for fantasy purposes, Calvin Ridley is a better option than Julio. Jones. Uh, going into our auction drafts, when I landed Julio Jones, I did not intentionally go get him. I wanted Calvin Ridley the whole time, but then I got then I got Julio, and you know it's kind of hard to match up receivers. Even whatever offense you're in, it's hard to get both receivers and kind of have it make it work for your team. So I laid off Calvin, but no, I don't see why that's a bad take at all. I would rather have Ridley. Look at the numbers, and Julio's got his little usual hamstring injury. They say he aggravated it on Sunday, where he had two catches, I believe. Um, they yeah. say he aggravated that hamstring injury on Sunday, so they. I keep reading that it's more than he's saying. So we'll see going forward. But yeah, I'd, I don't see why I wouldn't want to have Calvin Ridley. But this, but this happened. This happens with Julio every single year. There's like at least yeah, six or seven he's, weeks he's out of the year. Older, he's though. aggravated. Those something. aggravations don't go away. Some well, as you get older. So, right. All right. So we got to take a quick break again. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, we're back after a, a short break. There, let's get right back into the action here. Next up, the Owen Two Panthers are traveling over to the beautiful stadium in Los Angeles to play the one and one Chargers. What do you think of Justin Herbert? You know, I thought I thought they that he looked great, uh, especially with no notice. I think that the Chargers are probably better off with him playing. It's just a very weird story. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what a, that what that head scratcher on there. This guy's getting punctured lungs from being injected with painkillers. Like I just <laughs> what what is going on out there? In Seriously, LA? that's been the question for years. But yeah, I think they're better off with Herbert. I think that. Carolina without McCaffrey is going to be real tough to they're going to have a tough time generating any offense generating any points um but I still think Carolina covers I think probably the Chargers win by yeah, seven. Yeah, right there with you. I got the Panthers plus seven and a half as well. These are two middle of the pack defenses. Chargers ranked 14th, Carolina's ranked 15th. Herbert looked good, but just as we expected last week that turnover against the Chiefs late in the game 
you got to expect that from the rookie. I kind of expect the same thing here. And also what swayed me was I saw 64% of the money's on the Chargers. So not many people are back in the Panthers here, and that's a perfect game for them to cover. I agree. Next up uh, is a game that I really don't want to talk about, but I will. Uh, Indianapolis Colts given 10.5, hosting the New York Jets. Uh, I'm taking Indy. As I mentioned before, the Jets have the worst head coach in football by a mile. We need to get rid of them. Yeah, I like the Colts 10.5 here as well. The Jets are ranked almost last in offense, and they're going up against a team that's ranked number one in defense right now in the Colts. They're only allowing 122.5 yards through the air against them so far in two games. Granted, one was against Kirk Cousins, the worst quarterback of all time, but that's a different story. Um, the Colts did have some injuries, though. They lost Malik Hooker for the season. Paris Campbell got hurt, their big receiver. But I don't see that making any difference against a terrible Jets team. I think the Colts win comfortably. And Give them 20. Give the Jets 20. They still won't cover. Yeah, I agree. Next, we have the, maybe the game of the week here. We got one and one Dallas Cowboys coming off that emotional win on Sunday against Atlanta, and they're heading into Seattle to play the two and Seahawks, who also had an emotional win on Sunday. Which way? Yeah, I think both teams. I think both teams are riding big highs, uh, big wins for both clubs. I think the Seattle defense is a little suspect. Uh, Three hundred ninety-seven passing yards allowed to Cam, and I think the Dallas offense is much better than the Patriots offense. So I think Dak easily goes for over four hundred yards, uh, and I think Dallas keeps up uh, with the Seattle offense. And it comes down to a field goal at the end of the game. I'm not sure which way, but being a it's field goal game, I'm taking Dallas to cover. Yeah, I'm expecting a, a shootout here. You've got Dallas, who's ranked number two in offense, against Seahawks, who have the worst-rated defense. They're allowing four hundred fifteen yards per game. They've not looked good on defense in both games so far this season but it's kind of the same story on the other end dallas's defense hasn't looked great they're 24th ranked overall and the seahawks of the tank 10th ranked offense i'm expecting to I mean, shoot out here as i say seattle traded for uh, a, a big time safety and jamal adams gave up a lot of draft capital you wouldn't expect them to be ranked last in defense when you go out jamal and get adams a big guy like that job though he's been all over the field in both games this year he's played integral parts they're lining them up and as linebacker, they're throwing him all over the place. He's been great. So I wouldn't necessarily put it on him. I'm not putting it on him. I'm just saying when you go out and make a trade like that, you would expect the defense as a unit yeah, to be better. Uh, going Cowboys plus four and a half here. I think they're going to be sparked off that comeback in Atlanta. And I don't see the Seahawks going 3-0 and with that defense. All right, nice. So we're on the same page there. Next up, we have Tampa Bay traveling to Denver. Tampa Bay giving six and a half. Uh, Jeff Driscoll versus Tom Brady. Uh, to be honest, I don't care how old Tom Brady is. I'm taking him every single time against Jeff Driscoll. Uh, Leonard Fournette's coming along. Looks like Tampa Bay's kind of getting into a little bit of a rhythm. I think there's just too many injuries for Denver. I'm taking Tampa Bay to cover this. I like Tampa there, too. Denver is riddled with injuries. Cortland Sutton got hurt again. Drew Locks out. Tampa Bay is only averaging 84.5 yards per game versus the rush, and Melvin Gordon's been one of the bigger parts of the Broncos' offense, so I expect that to be shut down. They had the surprise cover last week against Pittsburgh, but I didn't take that very seriously. I'm going with Tampa here. Uh, the road team's 3-0 and won the last four against the spread between these two, and I just think Tampa's a better team, and I'll take them in that 6.5. Agreed. All right, next we have a terrible 0-2 Lions team, Matt Patricia on the hot seat, and they're traveling to a 
I think everybody's darling right now, Kyler Murray and the 2-0 Cardinals. The Cardinals are favored by six and a half. I'm guessing you're probably taking the Lions. <laughs> Kenny Galladay's coming back. Is that going to sway your decision no. here? <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray's uh, MVP caliber player. Uh, we all know it. I think he. I think he actually. I, I my personal opinion, I belief is that he's going to win the MVP this year. Uh, Cardinals make the playoffs. High scoring game, but Arizona pulls away late. They win. Yeah, like 10. Lions have the last rated defense against the run, so I expect the Cardinals to pound it down their throats with either Kyler or um, Kenyon Drake. And with the receivers they have, they can open up the field at any time. I, I honestly think the Cardinals can make a deep run this season. I uh, the Lion. Buddha Buddha Baker he is beast. Kyler's an MVP candidate. They're seventh in defense and sixth in offense ranked. So they're they're here. And uh I'm gonna be riding with the Cardinals a lot this season. I'll definitely take them with the six and a half spread over an 0 2 Lions team who's desperate for a win, but Matt Patrice is a defensive coach, isn't he? Yeah, well yeah. it's not evident. His I don't I don't see him getting past week five, week six of it if they don't win this game. So I'm ticked. Career coordinator. Matt Patricia's yeah, I'm career taking... coordinator. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being a career coordinator. Just, you can go back and be a coordinator for 20 years and then get another head coaching job, and we'll all forget about all this. <laughs> yeah, we'll just ride off into the sunset yeah, or, as a coordinator. Or there's nothing wrong with hired that. by the Jets. <laughs> uh, <but> no comments. <laughs> probably, be, probably be an upgrade, though. Not much, but it would probably be an upgrade. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, next. Oh, let's just move on. Next up, we got Sunday uh, night. New Orleans hosting Sunday night. Good game. Great game here. Another prime time spot for the I'm Saints. I'm questioning this spread, too. What? Yeah, Packers what getting three and a half? Let's take a look. The Saints. Come on. It's got to be we, are, are we all still doing this Saints whole Saints? Saints just lost to Vegas. We all still doing this whole Saints routine. It's been the same story for the last few years. Drew Brees can't throw the ball. He's holding that team back. They have every other piece there. Get out of here with that guy. Guys, he's done. Great quarterback. Hell of a career. But you're all done. You're holding your team back right now. And it's Sean Payton's going to have to eventually tell him that when they lose this game. Because I'm taking the Packers on the field. And I'm taking that three and a half. That's a gift. That's a that's, gift. Yeah, I agree. It's, that is a uh, gift. It's plus three. Who's the backup over there in New plus Orleans? Three. Jameis Winston? So, yeah, Jameis Winston. Let him come in. Do it for us. Do it for the world. Let us see that offense open up. Get out. I, I'm not buying the Saints team. They stink. Get out of here. I don't think I have anything to add here. That was uh, yeah, great take. I'm taking Green Bay on the field and, uh, and with the points. Easy. Easy, Easy money there. This, I guess this is the game of the week. Monday Night Football, we'll all be tuned into this. The Chiefs are getting three and a half going into Baltimore, and Baltimore's looked like the best team in the league so far. Who do you got? I mean, against the Chargers, uh, Mahomes in Kansas City didn't—they didn't look. Great. I mean, they—that was the first time uh, they, we've seen them struggle like in a while. It looked like they kind of were looking forward to Baltimore. Ahead they also of, could ahead have been. The Chargers. Uh, I mean, game uh, planning but, against Tyrod and then against Justin Herbert, the two different players that can kind of throw you off too. But that had nothing to do styles. with the offense. That the yeah. Chargers played a hell of a game that day. I mean, Baltimore looked great again. Um, 
it's a t- this is a tough one. Uh, I but I'm rolling with Mahomes in Kansas City, and I think they hit the over. I think the Chiefs win on the field, thirty-three. Yeah, I 30. like the Chiefs plus three and a half. The Ravens have one of the best defenses in the league. They're third ranked right now. The Chiefs don't. Chiefs defense is ranked twenty seventh currently, and that was the same story last year. They got hot at the end. They made their run. Yeah, that's all good and true, but the Ravens are a different animal, I think. And this kind of seems like a game where the Ravens will win, and everybody will prop them up, and then later in the season, the Chiefs beat them in the playoffs. That's kind of the feel I get from this type of game. So you're taking, taking you're taking Chiefs. who? The Chiefs? And this is also big. The Ravens after this game they play the Red or the Washington Football Team, the Bengals, and the Eagles. Three winnable games right there. So if the Ravens win this game, they could be six and zero at one point. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have the Patriots, the Raiders, and then the Bills. So two teams going different directions. I think this is a big game for the Chiefs and a bigger game with their schedule coming up. So I'll take the Chiefs there. And, but do you think that the Chiefs went on no, the field or do you think, think Baltimore I think hits Chiefs, covers I think the Chiefs or went on the wins field. by three? I think it's a bigger game for them going forward. All right, nice. Me too. And that over-under is 53.5 live. What would you, What's your total points for the week? My total points is going to be 59. I'm right there with you. I put 60. So yeah. we're both expecting a crazy high-flying yeah. game there. Yeah. Now the next next up, we're gonna do a uh, something new. We're gonna call it the Show Me Potato Salad. Hey, parlay. Show Me Potato Salad. There it is. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're each gonna pick a three team parlay that we think is gonna hit. Uh, we're gonna put big money on it every Sunday or Monday, um, and hopefully we can win you guys some money. Uh, I'll start it. My three-team parlay this week is going to be the Giants getting points against the Niners, Tampa Bay laying six and a half against Denver, and Green Bay, as we just spoke about, getting points from New Orleans. Uh, I'm right there with the Packers. I'm putting them in there, plus three and a half. I'm going to also throw the Titans against my beloved Vikings. I'm wearing a Vikings shirt right now, and it's getting a little old just like our personnel. So I'm taking the Titans minus two and a half there. And the third game, I'm taking the Texans. Plus three and a half. If I'm if I'm feeling risky Sunday morning, I might throw them in money line too. So that's my uh, show me potato salad parlay. Packers plus three and a half. Titans giving two and a half, and the Texans plus three and a half as well. All right, nice. So there you have it, folks. There's all of our picks for the week three NFL season against the spread. We have a lot of picks that defer. Uh, so may the best man win. Uh, what's probably going to happen is we're both going to win some. We're both going to lose some. And we'll end up seven and nine hey. again together. Consistency is key. Consistency is key. Uh, let's Before we go, uh, in a couple minutes, we have the Celtics and the Heat game coming up. What can we expect from um, that game? I was expressing this in a text message yesterday, but I think this whole little layoff we just had is a bunch of bullshit. Just because the ESPN didn't want to put it up against their own Monday night football game. So we have to take this time off. This is a conference final series. There's momentum both ways. The Heat had momentum first two games. The Celtics came and took it in game three, which just made game four even uh, more important. And you give us four or three days off. Last time we played Saturday night. I think that's utter bullshit. The Nuggets and Lakers don't have any time off between their series. This is a big game changer here. I honestly think the Celtics are going to win tonight and tie it up. It's not what I want. I think the Heat need this game more. If uh, I think that just the break helped the Celtics more 
and do you think whoever wins this game wins no. the series? No. No, I think the Heat no. will win the series either way. Interesting. I think this I think the winner of this game wins the series. Then, yeah. What's up? If you go up three one, but if the Celtics go Celtics tied up two two, I mean that's a huge swing. They got all the momentum. Yeah. Uh I don't know. It'll be we'll see. We didn't make our shots in game three, and that's notoriously never the same the next game. So I expect a hot maybe not a hot start, but I expect a hot finish and a W tonight. All right, there it is. You guys, if for anybody who hears this before the heat game starts, uh Take yeah, we're heat. underdogs again. Money line. We've been. What's the spread? Can't be more than two Celtics. and a half. Minus three and a half. Yeah, oh, it was wow. a fun game last night too. Jamal Murray and the That's Nuggets. It. Here they come. They could be up two one if AD doesn't hit that shot. I Jamal think the Lakers are a stud. I think they should be thinking. I think they're in a little bit of trouble here. Nuggets look good. Jamal Murray is a he superstar. Is. I still don't think he gets enough credit. Yeah, maybe next year when the full season kind of things get back to normal. Maybe. But uh, right now, I don't think he's getting all that respect right. that he deserves. But I would love a Heat Nuggets finals. So early, uh, late in July, right when the uh, NBA started back up, I ordered a Kevin Durant Nets jersey and a Damian Lillard Portland Trailblazers jersey and Kevin Durant jersey came like four days later and I've been I've been waiting I'm waiting I'm waiting I'm like damn where the hell is this Damian Lillard jersey I'm checking every day the tracking number it's like pending 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 shit showed up wow. today it's uh September 23rd I ordered it on like Everybody July was 30th in the bubble so they're all hot in his jersey they sent it from hey. Vegas I could have just what's going on here Ah, seriously, I should have just we should have just done it that way. I should have just had to go pick it up from him. Hey, I'm a busy guy. Um all right, so there <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We're about to start a new business for anyone who cares. If anybody wants to hear your uh, fantasy leagues recapped over uh, audio, you know, send us your league stuff and Matt will do a nice uh <laughs> Matt will do a nice recap for you. Yeah, I did one for our league. I think it came out well. Uh, it was well received. I did too, and uh, I think it'll be. A I might have you do some for my other leagues that I'm in. I would love to. I have all the time in the world. Uh, I might have to charge you, but we can discuss <laughs> that off the air. All right, perfect. <laughs> all right, uh, that's three and out podcast for this week. We'll be back next week with uh, hopefully better records than we had uh, week two. Anything else? One of us is winning this week. One of us is winning. Yeah, and if Ed does, we won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Yeah, have a good weekend. Good luck, good everyone. Luck.